Championship weekend, let's go! Backdoor cover, it's producer Micah. Hello, people. Hello, friends. Hello, Brad Key. Hello, Micah. What's good? Man, it's football, the best... Well, it's not the best football weekend, but it's a great weekend of football, and I'm excited about it. Why not the best? Well, last weekend was the best. Oh, that's right. You can't say both weekends are I the best. I can't do that back-to-back-to-back. To back to back. You did proclaim last weekend I love so. I love wildcard weekend, too, but here we are, championship weekend. As good as it is, that means there's only three football games left this season, and that's uh, that's depressing. And three great games. Hopefully. Yeah, I like all the matchups this weekend. Any sort of Super Bowl matchup between these four teams would be Should be good. Strong, yeah. Well, I'm just glad that you're here, and I'm glad that you people are listening. We are ready to get to it, and just be excited, okay? I'm ready for football. I know you're ready for football. It's Thursday, but Sunday will be here soon, and we are pumped, and we can't wait. I'm going to quit talking about it. Yeah, you're like a little cheerleader. I am. Get everybody spirits up. As much as I hate the National Football League, I just love this product. I love pro football. It's on. Sunday. Uh, Before we get to the football, though, we should talk about our friends. And really ourselves over at RowdyGentleman.com. If you don't know, this is our in-house clothing line here at Grand X. Uh, We've got awesome things going on. And the best thing right now is we have a sale on a sale. Have you ever heard of such a thing? I heard about it last week. It's crazy. Or I should should say Tuesdays when you told me. Yeah, it's still happening. So now I have definitely heard of it. This is a sale on a sale. A sale on a sale. Every sale item is now additionally, there's now a sale on every sale item. Does that make sense? Double sale. Anything on sale is now 25% more on sale. If you just use the promo code SALE25, it's it's right there when you go to the website. RowdyGentleman.com, T-shirts, hats, sweaters, tanks, anything you need. And uh, the designs that are up there and that are on sale are really awesome. Uh, Cool stuff. So check it out, RowdyGentleman.com, the most comfortable and uh, coolest T-shirts and other stuff on the Internet. For the rowdy gentlemen like like ourselves. All right, let's uh, let's get to a quick some NFL news before we talk to the games. Right now, actually, there's shockingly little news this week. Um, there have been no head coaching hires since we we talked last week. Uh, Cincinnati and Miami still do not have coaches. The only interesting things that have happened this week, uh, mostly that that Adam Gaze press conference with his crazy eyes. Yeah. Did you see this clip? I saw. What were your thoughts? But he looked pretty crazy. Yeah. I, not much beyond that. He seems like he's on drugs or what something. What was he saying? He, he was making some sort of statement. I, I don't know. He was quite passionate about, but I can't I can't remember exactly what he was I never knew about. him to be a crazy person, but apparently he is. He must just be really hyped about being in New York. Maybe he's been up for like 40, 48 hours cramming for the interview or something. I don't know. It was a very bizarre thing. Uh, Tyler Murray declared for the draft on Monday, I guess, or Tuesday, whenever that was. I don't really care. Uh, Kyler Murray. I said Tyler. I meant Kyler. Um, I, I guess he'll be a first-round pick, probably. It's hard to say, you know? You would think if he decided to declare for the NFL, he's got some assurance that he's going to go in the first round and probably be upwards in the top of the lottery. Yeah. Well, right? there is no lottery, but yeah. Oh, yeah. That's NBA in the top talk. half. You yeah. Know, if he's drafted in the first round or, or the top part of the second round, he'll make more money guaranteed than he does in baseball. So it's a wash. I don't know. I I don't really care about that guy. Uh, he's short. Gladys Knight. The news today will uh, Gladys Knight will sing the national anthem at the Super Bowl. Brad, do you can you name uh, two Gladys Knight songs? I can't. Do you think the Pips will be there? I don't know. Do you think anyone below the age of forty or any of our listeners have any idea who Gladys Knight is? I don't have have any idea who Gladys Knight is. So okay, you're you're interviewing the wrong person for information on this. Great. 
Yeah. Gladys Knight and the Pips, they were a soul group. They had a song called Midnight Train to Georgia. Mm. I'm Little sure I'd recognize midnight it. Train to oh, Georgia. yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but I, I don't know any other uh, Gladys Knight work. It, very strange choice, but big shouts to her. I guess that they're in Atlanta, so um, we're it's getting... Soulful. I think, I believe she's based out of Atlanta. So shouts to Gladys Knight, I guess. Um, instead, the rest of us have to watch Maroon 5 at halftime, which will stink uh and i don't want to talk about the other halftime stuff with travis scott and kaepernick and all this it's just no fun uh, it's not worth talking about are you clued in on this do you care about it at all nah not clued in don't care okay well then uh, we won't talk about it, it because football it, is all i care about football is what i care about as well and we've got two weeks to talk about stupid non-football stuff leading up to the super bowl anyway so we'll get to it uh lisa you know what isn't stupid brad what? A good night's sleep, you dumb bastard. You know what you should resolve to do here in the new year? Get a good night's sleep. I'm not dumb because I got a good night's sleep last night on my Lisa Mattress. Oh, you did? That's right. What kind of Lisa do you have? The the Cali King Sapira. Is that oh, how you say it? Oh, yeah, you're rocking the Sapira. I love the Sapira. Yeah. Your boy has the Sapira as premium. As well. You know, a quality night's sleep helps you recover from distractions faster. It prevents burnout. helps you make better decisions. It improves your memory. And overall, it just helps you make fewer mistakes. This isn't marketing. This is just science. So in order to design a better mattress, Lisa leveraged 30 years of experience and hundreds of hours of testing, legitimate science, to develop the perfect mattress for all shapes and, and sleeping styles. Lisa's mission is to provide a better night's sleep for everybody. Through their 110 program, they donate one mattress for every 10 they sell, more than 31,000 mattresses so far. Lisa strives to leave the better world a better place than they found it. Let's leave the world a better place than they found it. That's good. It's progress, I guess. That doesn't stop with mattress donations, though. Together with the Arbor Day Foundation, Lisa plants one tree for every mattress they sell. Start 2019 well-rested and sleep well for years on your Lisa. Save $160 on any Lisa mattress at lisa.com slash bdc and use promo code bdc at checkout. I believe that gets you even more on Superior Mattress, which is their uh, luxury brand. That's Lisa, L-E-E-S-A dot com slash B-D-C, promo code B-D-C. All right, before we get to the games, let's talk about some of the themes that we see this week. The top four offenses in the league this season are the last four teams standing. This is the first time since the NFL-AFL made, uh, merger in 1970 that this has ever happened. Uh, so take that however you will. This league is probably more... Uh, more geared towards offenses than ever before and i guess the best way to win is to have a great offense that's what you would learn from watching these things i guess i don't know are you looking for some call yeah you have any thoughts on this i mean offense is important points win yes if you you score score to win more than the other team that's how you win so yeah i mean that's good these are all pretty good uh Okay. This is good logic. I like where you're going with it. Both these uh, games we've seen earlier this year, and they were both pretty epic. The Pats beat the Chiefs 43-40 in New England, and the Saints beat the Rams 45-35 in Week 9 in New Orleans. Um, this is the first time that there's been a playoff matchup ever where two, where the teams met earlier in the season and scored 80 combined points, and now there's two of those games, which is pretty amazing. Uh, Breeze and Brady are both more than 15 years older than their opponents this week. That's crazy. That's pretty crazy, too. That's obviously never happened before. Those dudes are fucking old, man. Yeah. I can't believe that. 15 years. That's, like, the the Brady could, like, legitimately be uh, Patrick Mahomes' biological father. He's 41 and Mahomes is 23. 
It is possible. I mean, it's. I mean, I'm not saying that's the case, but it's just. It is possible. 18 years older. Anything's Fucking possible. Crazy. Yes, Kevin Garnett taught us that. Mm-hmm. All right, let's talk the NFC Championship game. It's the first one. Uh, Saints are a three-point favorite versus the Rams. The over/under is 57. Uh, since the first time they met again in Week Nine, Akib Talib did not play in that game. C.J. Anderson wasn't even on the team for the Rams. Uh, Connor Cup did play in that game and has been hurt and is now out. Ted Ginn was not healthy for the Saints, and now he is. So there's a, a couple things that are that have changed since the first time they met. Ram- th- yeah, but you got you got to kind of hone in on some of these points. Cooper Cup's been super important to their kind of big playability in the passing offense for the Rams. So I think that's a really huge detriment. It's more so than like you would think at like if your initial reaction to hearing he was out for the game. You could kind of see it in the the Cowboys game as well. There is just some of their big strike ability in the passing game was was definitely mitigated due to him being out. Yeah, Talib, of course, is a major piece that wasn't there the first time. Yeah, and they're um, they're expecting him to be matched up with uh, the Saints' best receiver, Michael Thomas. So that's that's pretty important. Yeah, we'll get to that in a minute too. Rams have already played in New Orleans twice this year, including the preseason. They played a preseason game there. That doesn't count. Uh, yeah, I, I don't know if it, it it doesn't, but it's I don't know. It seemed kind of interesting to me that they know how to get to the hotel and they've been there twice already. This is the third time. That doesn't really happen. That's a uh, good point. The crowd is going to be fucking bananas on Sunday. Um, obviously, it'll be different than the preseason. And, you know, that Week 9 game was pretty pretty wild as well. Uh, Ross Tucker told us on the Ross Boland podcast this week uh, that the Superdome is the loudest building he's ever been in. Ross Tucker is a former NFL player and does games uh, sideline reporting for Westwood One Radio. He was at the, at the Superdome last week for the Saints game and was blown away by how loud it was. You know, interestingly, he also said Arrowhead is the second loudest building in the league, and that's where he's going to be on Sunday uh, in the freezing, freezing cold. We'll get to the AFC game later. Uh, quick programming note, we had a great conversation with Ross Tucker on the Ross Boland podcast. We are going to cut that interview and put it on this feed so you can listen to his previews uh, for the championship games uh, here on Backdoor Cover. And if you want to listen to the entire interview where we talk about not just football, but also uh, catering, a lot about catering, basically. Ross Tucker really likes to talk about... Uh, is he a big man? He is a big man. He's so he an likes food. Lineman. It makes sense. Catering he, would be one of his passions. He always says that the content that he puts out that gets the most uh, you know, interaction... Engagement. Engagement is when he talks about uh, the pregame spreads for the media. Wow. So he and went from a pro football player to a food influencer on the internet. I wouldn't go quite that far, mm. but he talks about it and talks about how the uh, the playoff food was a big upgrade. I asked him if the uh, food was better in the playoffs than it was in the regular yeah. season, and he said that the Saints had a big upgrade last week. Huh. So uh, for that entire interview, you can listen to the episode of the Ross Boland podcast. He said that the Saints were the loudest... I wonder. I wonder where they rank in terms of drunkest fan base. Oh, it's it's definitely the drunkest. Don't he you also think? talked about and and we'll play it in the interview. You can hear tomorrow, uh, or right now if you listen to the Ross Boland podcast. Uh, just the atmosphere there. It's just very different. People aren't like mad. They're not booing. It's just like a totally joyous. People uh-huh. are dancing, just having a big party. They must not be drinking tequila. Tequila makes me angry. Well, I mean. You're not drinking tequila. Uh, Other people enjoy tequila. I bet they're just drinking hand grenades and, and big ass life. beers. Yeah. 
You know, I don't know. Maybe a nobody bit drinks. Of, ha- nobody yeah. from New Orleans drinks a hand. Well, Cajun food, it goes down over there. You'd always. Why wouldn't you be happy? It's a good place to be. It's just true joy. I'm all all about the Saints. Uh, Michael Thomas, as we mentioned, he killed the Rams earlier this season. He had 12 catches for 211 yards uh, against Marcus Peters mainly. Uh, as we mentioned, Talib did not play, but will probably be matched up on him this week. Uh, after the game, Marcus Peters and Sean Payton got into a beef about gumbo. Do you remember this? No. So apparently uh, after, in the post game, uh, I'm looking for the quote here. Sean Payton, they asked him about how Thomas just killed Peters. And he was like, yeah, this is a uh, here's and in the post game. He said that, you know, that was a matchup that we liked a lot. In fact, and he's talking about up against Peters. About Peters, yeah, here it is. So he's dead uh, in Peters. We were going to travel, Marcus. Uh, or let's see, here it is. They were going to travel, Marcus, uh, Marcus Peters against Michael Thomas, and that was fine by us. We thought we liked that matchup a lot. He said. Then four days later, Peters said, "Tell Sean Payton to keep talking that shit. We're going to see him soon. You feel me? Because I like what he was saying on the sidelines too. So tell him to keep talking that shit." I hope you see me soon. We're gonna have a nice little bowl of gumbo together, and uh, so that was that was that was uh, really all over the place. Yeah, he he went like fourteen directions in one run-on sentence. He talked some shit. It was good, but then this week he posted something on Twitter proclaiming it Gumbo Week. This I heard about, and then he deleted it, and then of course he blamed the media. I Hmm. see y'all trying to make it something it's not, man. Just all respect to Sean Payton and what he does during the game. Things was happening. But I just love the fact that he's a competitor. When I was coming out of the draft, it was the same way, fiery energy, blah, blah, blah. You can just feel the PR person with their hand up his ass making him say these it's things. It's just, it, this is this is so infuriating to me on so many levels. It's like la- a couple weeks ago, Kawhi Leonard returned to San Antonio for the first time. Yeah. And they asked him like what he thought about the booze and stuff. And he blamed the media. Guys, this isn't the media's fault. The media just reports what you did. You forced your way out of town. You said you didn't want to be there anymore. So, of course, the people of San Antonio aren't going to like you. They're going to take it personally that you want to leave. You want to go work in another city. Marcus Peters told the media that he's going to have a nice bowl of gumbo and talked a bunch of shit to him and said, keep talking that shit. And then earlier in the week on his own social media said, it's gumbo week. You can't just say, oh, this is just the media's fault. That's ridiculous. I like where you're coming from here. Sounds like you have a personal stake in this argument because you're I, the media. I really don't care, but it's just it's just so lazy when people just blame the media on things. Mm. These are your own actions. you you, you got to own them. Well, I mean, it's the media's fault for reporting it, technically. No, it isn't. He <laughs> posted this on his own social media. Yeah, but what He you- broadcast it to the world. It's, and then it's you expect when you say headlines. that's like putting out it's a public dumb. statement, and then not expecting people to to ask you about it. Mm. You seem angry. I mean, it's, it's just irritating. Come on, be a little bit better. But I mean, it's never going to happen. People are going to continue to do this. Talk that shit, Micah. All right. Yeah, I mean, I, I'd have a bowl of gumbo with Marcus Peters. Uh, the other thing about Marcus Peters is statistically he's one of the worst corners in the entire league. Ouch. So. Uh, Tough break. And I the thought team he was that, good. Didn't he come to the, the Chiefs and he was good the, there? Yeah, the team that took him in the first round, the Chiefs gave up on him. So he can't be that good. But didn't they trade him for... How did he get to Los Angeles? They, I think they traded him to L.A. for like a cup of coffee. I think they oh, just wanted they, to get rid of him. Interesting. Okay. Anyway, yeah, uh, back to the game. Rams were last in the league against the run. Um, Alvin Kamara seems likely to have a big game this week, if I had to guess. 
Uh, Rams running game was dominant against the Cowboys last week, but the Saints linebackers are uh, more experienced than the Cowboys. Uh, Demario Davis, in fact, graded out as the number one linebacker in the league against the run, according to Football Outsider. The Rams may have been bad for most of the year in the run defense department, but they bottled up Zeke so hardcore last week. Like I was really impressed with that that defensive unit on the run side. So we'll see, man. Um, what do you think about the uh, the Rams' chances to run the football this week? I like the Rams' uh, chances to run the football this week. Probably not as well as they ran all over the Cowboys, but I mean they've got a lot of talent. I wouldn't. Ex- I-, I wonder how healthy um, Todd Gurley is. That's that's like the only question he mark. Pretty that fucking I had. healthy against my team last week. He looked pretty good. Um, but yeah, if I mean if he's fully healthy, they're not running that other guy. What was his name? C.J. Anderson. Yeah. C.J. Anderson's probably not getting half the carries he got. So we'll see. I wonder how um, how active C.J. Anderson will be in this. Yeah, game. we'll see. Both teams have innovative uh, coaches, unafraid to take risk. The Saints had a big turning point with the fake punt last week. Uh, the Saints keep running uh, Tatum Hill out at quarterback and all over the field making plays. Mostly in the red zone, right? He's doing like a wildcat sort of formation. Uh, I don't know if it's really a red zone thing, but they're running him out there all the uh, time. See, I thought he was taking he like had, short yardage plays. Nah, not really. Huh. He had like a 40-yard touchdown pass that got called back last week too. Uh, something to watch. I think he also was the one who ran for the first down on that fake punt, um, and he's on all the special teams. He's fast as shit. Special teams could be a big factor here. In fact, the Saints special teams unit graded out a little bit better than the Rams, uh, but the Rams were solid last week, so hard to uh, see that being a major issue. But both teams solid there. No, It's not like Chicago where you got a questionable kicker. Um, these teams are both pretty solid units. All right, who do you like, Brad? I like the Saints, minus three. Um, and I think I like the over 57, too. Yeah, we were both on the Saints last week, so... You know, we sort of know what we're talking about. It's a small about. No, I took spread the margin. Um, I Whatever. You're on the Saints. You the had the Saints game. over Philly, right? Yes. Yeah. yeah, we were both on the Saints. And we both lost because it was eight point and they lost one by six or what? I don't remember. We're back on the Saints, though. We're on the Saints again. Three points is less. Uh, basically, it's a pick them if you look at it and from the perspective of they give three points for home teams. So um, I like the Saints. I like the Saints to win here. Yeah, I'll parrot what Ross Tucker told us on the Ross Bowen podcast. It comes down to Jared Goff versus Drew Brees, and I'll take Drew Brees. Indeed. To Every make time. another play, to not make a mistake. Give me the Saints to the Super Bowl. I think they win by a touchdown. And uh, this game, I think, has a better chance of being a blowout than the other game. I think so, too. For whatever that's worth. Yeah. All right. Uh, well, that's it. So we're both on the Saints. It's going to be pretty hard to blow somebody out in negative... 18 degree weather yeah we'll get to that now it's time for micah's beef of the week not yet presented by omaha steaks please cut the check if anybody knows anyone in omaha who has anything to do with steaks we are prepared to do i'm prepared to sponsor micah's beef of the week uh today's beef of the week is uh is much more personal than usual it's me versus the world no one has invited me to a super bowl party yet and i'm starting to be upset about it don't look at me you're looking at me I am. Well, you're the only person in the studio. Would you like to watch the Super Bowl? No, no, not really. The other the, here's the issue: uh, the girlfriend has friends in town that weekend, and uh, it's like a couple. Oh, it's then, a bunch of cops too, right? Yeah, they're they're New York mm-hmm. cops. And uh, coincidence? I, I don't know. Not getting many invites. Please oh, come into uh-huh. parties. 
That's eh, true. Maybe. I don't know. So I, I just don't know what... To, there's going to be these bros here. No one's invited me to a party. I'm not... I, I can't host a party for like eight people at my house. They're bro cops? Yeah, well, I mean, they're bros and they're cops. That's pretty cool. Maybe yeah. they're starting to sound more fun. Yeah, no, I'm sure they're going to be fun. I had a lot of fun at uh, at, at uh, the wedding. You're making a good case for now being invited to my Super Bowl party. Well, anyway. Maybe you'll make it. I feel like I've got to take these guys to a bar. Yeah, probably so. Is this their first time to Austin? Yeah. Yeah, I, you I don't need to show the bars. I want to watch the Super Bowl at the bar. I want to watch the Super Bowl at someone's house, mm-hmm. and I want to eat a bunch of fucking super unhealthy food. Are you going to have a chance to take them to a bar a different night? Yeah. Well, yeah that's fine. But like, I've got, I can't just bring eight dudes, or four dudes and four chicks to somebody else's house 50 50 ratio is pretty decent for a yeah they're all party. like mar- it's a married couple well i know but at least you're not showing up eight dudes deep no chicks i mean i guess it just it seems it seems weird mm. my point is i don't want to watch the super bowl at a bar well have you ever watched the super bowl at a bar i don't think i ever have i can't say the I best remember. part about the super bowl is it's not like like i don't want to drink heavily i just want to eat a bunch of terrible food get down ralph <laughs> <laughs> Ralph the dog is outside our studio and he's up on his hind legs. I got to get a picture of this. I just want to like eat queso and Velveeta and just all the shit that I I like. Uh, are you with me on this? Yes, I want pigs 100%. in a blanket. I I'm just want a bunch to a of bar trash. To watch. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And, and it's, so I don't even know where to go. Like, what am I going to do? Go get go get lit on a Sunday? That sounds terrible. That's the biggest key. And you can't eat Sunday, like a like... fat pig that like I want to at a at a at a bar. And you know people are going to be loud, so you can't really watch the commercials. It just sounds like a nightmare. If somebody can prove to me that there's a, a good... if I would just really like people to come at me with a good reason to watch the game at the bar. That's it. Maybe a local bar owner. Tell me why I should watch a bar, watch the Super Bowl at a bar instead of at someone's house. And my beef is that no one's invited me to their house, and I don't want to watch it at home by myself. So that is Micah's Beef of the Week, not yet sponsored by Omaha Steaks. Good beef. Thank you. Yeah. Hey, did you know that Robinhood is an investing app that lets you buy and sell stocks, ETFs, options, and cryptos all totally commission-free? I did. Yeah. It's a great... Well, Robinhood strives to make financial services work for everyone, not just for the wealthy. It's a non-intimidating way for stock market newcomers to invest for the first time with true confidence. Simple and intuitive, clear design with data presented in an easy-to-digest way. Uh, Again, Robinhood has no commissions fees. Other brokerages may charge up to $10 for every trade, but Robinhood doesn't even charge commission fees at all. You can trade stocks and keep 100% of your profits. You can learn by doing. Learn how to invest as you build your portfolio. Discover new stocks and track your favorite companies with a personalized news feed. That's pretty dope. Robinhood is giving listeners a free stock like Apple, Ford, or Sprint to help build your portfolio right now. Sign up at backdoor.robinhood.com. That's backdoor.robinhood.com, and you'll get a free stock like Apple, Ford, or Sprint. That's awesome. Backdoor.robinhood.com. All right, on to the AFC Championship game, Kansas City at New England. This is a, uh, the later game. The Chiefs are currently a three-point favorite. Over-under is 55-and-a-half. Uh, I've got a lot of news here about the weather. The game, of course, being played at Arrowhead. This is the first time in the 46-year history of Arrowhead that they are hosting an AFC Championship game, which is pretty crazy. Uh, there is some good news for the people of Kansas City, hoping to avoid frostbite and complete coverage in snow when they head to the game on Sunday. The weather is appearing to take a term for the warmer, warmer in quotation marks, uh, because it's still going to be cold as hell at Arrowhead. Based on the latest updated temperatures from Thursday morning, 
Uh, it does not appear it's going to be historically and painfully cold, but it's going to be cold as hell. The Arctic blast is still coming. Uh, apparently it is not. Oh, it's officially not getting Arctic blasted? As of right now, it's looking like it's not going to be Arctic blasted. Uh, according to AccuWeather, temperatures that were hurtling towards negative degrees with wind chill might now be just in the 20s. So it will be a mostly dry and sunny day for anyone tailgating. Wow. It's just going to be really, really cold. It will feel like it's somewhere around zero degrees to negative 10 when it's all said and done. An Arctic blast was initially scheduled to hover over a Harrowhead, but uh, this is a good reminder that the, the weather is very fickle and will and it will change. On So, for example, on Wednesday morning, it looked like Kansas City would get temperatures starting from negative 5 to negative 10 degrees, coupled with snow being dumped on the stadium the day before. Now it looks like the weather will be clear and sunny, but in the 20-degree range, but with wind chill still around zero. Fuck. It's a pretty significant shift, but still cold as hell. That's painful, man. Uh, I should shout out our friend Bert right now, which I, I don't like to do, but I will. Uh, Bert bought tickets. He saw the initial, uh, when the tickets went on sale on Monday. The pre-sale. The pre-sale. He was watching the forecast, and he said, it will, he, Bert's kind of a, a little uh, little bitch. And he was like, <laughs> I'm not going to sit outside in this weather. So he splurged and bought two $500 uh, suite tickets. Right, we talked about this last. On the he was last like, "I'm episode, just, yeah. I'm not going to do that." And apparently, he has now flipped these tickets. Yeah, made eight hundred dollars. It's pretty good because the 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 forecast came that the wind chill, and he got out in time because now, as the weather goes up, I guess people may ticket be, prices for the box go down. Pro- probably, I don't know. I don't know exactly how that works, but big shouts to Bert. Yeah. Uh, here's an interesting fact for you, Brad. Did you know that Mark Sanchez, Sanchez, whatever the Sanchez. Has more road playoff wins than Tom Brady? No. It's true. He has four wins. Brady only has three road road playoff games in his career. The last time the Pats didn't play in the AFC Championship game, Mark Sanchez beat Tom Brady in 2010. So, Whoa. of course, this is eight years in a row they've been in the AFC Championship game. Pretty fucking amazing. Um, but Brady hasn't had a lot of success on the road traditionally. They normally play a lot of home playoff games. James White is the first player to catch more than 12 balls in multiple playoff games in the history of the NFL. He had 15 catches last week. Jesus. Jerry Rice never caught 12 balls in a playoff game. I bet like five or six of those came on their first drive. But James White's done done it twice. Uh, Kansas City's defense ranked 27th in the league against the run, and that New England running game seems to really be coming on strong. Sony Michelle looking like uh, a legit first-round pick, and White uh, being... You know, running and catching the football. So that running game for the Patriots against the Chiefs, certainly something to watch for, especially in uh, cold, cold, cold conditions. Kansas City does, however, rush the passer, and that is uh, the traditionally the best way to beat Brady is to get pressure right in his face. Kansas City led the leagues and led the league in in sacks this year. So clearly, uh, the formula for the Chiefs is to get ahead early and force force uh, New England to throw the football and, and get after Brady. Uh, that's probably, I mean, that's really the way that they've succeeded all I mean, season. We said the same thing for for um, L.A. with uh, Melvin Ingram and Joey Bosa rushing him, and it didn't go that so did well That did not work the, out. Uh, yeah, they got yeah. boat raced. Good they really point. did. The uh, Football Outsiders ranks the Chiefs as the second best special teams unit in the entire league. Pats were right in the middle of the pack. They do have Goskowski, who's been a very good kicker, um, but 
you know, that could be something. The Chiefs have a lot of playmakers in the return game. Uh, and that could be could be the difference here. Uh, coaching, of course, you've got Andy Reid versus Bill Belichick. I don't know if there's really much else we have to say on a game day as a uh, game day coaching comparison there. Enough said. Enough said. Brad, who do you like? So just a couple of more things here. You just nailed us with like 100 stats, but I got a few more. Um, this year, the Pats are much worse on the road, scoring 12.2 fewer points than they do in home games. Uh, they're three and five against the spread, and all five of those losses uh, came against play- teams that did not make the playoffs. So that furthers the case that the uh, the Pats are really bad on the road for the most part. Uh, the Chiefs' defense gets picked on a lot, but it it seems to be undervalued um, when you look at them from like a home home versus away perspective. They're the third best home defense uh, this season, allowing seventeen point four points per game. So. With the game being in Kansas City, the Pats playing poorly on a road, the Chiefs defense becoming a much stronger unit. Um, I feel pretty good about the Chiefs, uh, and I'm happy to hear that the weather's getting a little bit more bearable where um, it, it won't kind of negate how good that Chiefs offense is. Um, I thought that could be a, a real problem for them in this game, but um, I'm feeling good about it. Chiefs minus three, that's my pick. What about what do you got? I like... I don't know. I, I, I want to root for the Chiefs here. I'm rooting for the Chiefs, like everybody out of New England. You're uh, not betting with your heart, though? I just, you like, last week I said you'd have to be a fucking moron to bet against Bill Belichick, especially in the divisional round. In as New they, England. In, as they improved to, what, 12-1 and one in divisional games at home. This one's a little tougher. Brady hasn't been great on the road. He's 41 years old. It's going to be cold. He's an old man with the old bones and shit. Uh, I just like the Chiefs. I don't. I don't know why. I feel like this is this is the year that they do it. Either that, or they have a. There's only two ways this goes: the Chiefs win the game, or the Chiefs have the most crushing home defeat uh, anyone has ever seen. Because that's how things work for teams in the state of Missouri. And God, it's going to be sad if if imagine walking out of that building cold as hell, spending three hours just getting your nuts crushed. Because that's. Like the Chiefs could miss a kick. The Chiefs have history of missing kicks in the playoffs. This goes back to the 80s, so it has nothing to do with the game today. But just a total heartbreak. But that being said, I think Andy Reid gets over the hump. I think he beats Bill Belichick. Um, I just I like the Chiefs. I think they're dynamic on offense. And if they can if they can make a play in the kicking game, uh, they get out and, and pressure Brady into a mistake or two. I just like the Chiefs. I don't think they're... I just... I think they're the Chiefs. I think they're going to do it. I'm I think you, they've man. been the best team in the AFC all season, and they're dynamic. You know, it's interesting, though. This game would be at Gillette if uh, Adam Gase's crazy-eyed ass doesn't win that, that oh, yeah. wild game. Uh, like the 20 pitches? Yeah, the the miracle in Miami. If the uh, if the Dolphins don't win a meaningless game, this this game is being played, at, uh, or is being played in New England. And I I would take the uh, take the Pats in that scenario because of the Patriots had a tiebreaker. They won forty three yeah. forty earlier in the year. And of course, I mean the, the Pats the Pats uh, haven't been underdog in like sixty seven games or something. They're trying to play this fucking ridiculous oh bet against us card, which is just stupid. Just another reason to hate you. I hate you. I hate every one of you. You're hateful, buddy. Yeah. Don't, so I'm running with the Chiefs. Don't let hate into your heart, Micah. So we're both on the Chiefs and the Saints. That's right. On the favorites. What could go wrong? 
Home teams, let's go. All right. That's it. Those are the two games. We did it. Follow us on social, uh, at Backdoor Cover Podcast, on Backdoor Cover on Twitter, uh, at Micah Weiner on Twitter and Instagram, M-I-C-A-H-W-I-E-N-E-R, Micah T-X on Snapchat. If you uh, show us uh, where you're, where you're uh, you know, watching the game, invite us to your Super Bowl party. I don't know, Brad. Where can the people follow you? Uh, Bradley B. Key on Instagram, Bradley Key on Twitter. Uh, did you shout out PowerPoint? PowerPoint. Oh, picks you know yet? I'm about to. That's the one, though. Of that's, course, follow that's the us key. at PowerPlant Picks on Instagram. At PowerPlant Picks, where I am team followback. Uh, I will be picking these games this week. I did not pick them last week, uh, but I will be bringing the electricity, picking the games. Get excited, feel the electricity, feel the flow. PowerPlant Picks on Instagram. You do not want to miss this, and I will follow you back. Uh, we will be back at some point next week to uh, to recap these games. And then uh, not talk about the Pro Bowl, talk about some other stuff. And we uh, really appreciate it. And again, look at this feed tomorrow to get Ross Tucker's picks uh, for the games tomorrow as well. Uh, that's it. That's all. Mm, bye-bye. Thanks for listening.